This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Steve Johnson here. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. The great predictor Steve Johnson was not on this week. Uh, my predictions were not good. Along with Minnesota Tim Parachka in Minnesota. Tim, uh, I'm back. I'm back in Dallas. I wasn't planning on being back in Dallas. I didn't predict it. I was at the U.S. Amateur and uh, with a student of mine, Tucker Allen, who just... Uh, we got to talk about this this college golf too because uh, it's it's with all that's going on in at, at college athletics it's it's a big deal too. I mean, not that they're going to get paid, but they have a a new way to to change teams when you're not playing at a team that you're on and you think that you've got a chance to play somewhere else. They've got a whole different process to let the coaches know that you're available. You know, it's like uh, you're going to uh, uh, it's the stag line. You're waiting there to to, to get the the prettiest girl to dance with you. <laughs> so we got to talk about that. But let's talk about uh, let's talk about caddying first. Uh, the great caddy Steve Johnson uh, had high hopes. My my guy coming in, and you know Tucker Allen had a great summer by by anyone's standards. He won three times, came in second place once, thirteenth uh, place once. Uh, 48th place once. Uh, his rankings on the amateur world ranking list are getting higher. Played it, uh, signed uh, a deal like most kids do in golf when they're very young, signed or uh, committed to a college when he was 12 years old, committed to University of Oklahoma. And uh, the guy that recruited him ended up leaving, but nonetheless still had an offer there. 
uh, went to play for a coach that really didn't uh, see a spot for him on the team. And the coach did everything he could do to try to get him to, 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 to leave. He verbally abused him. He, and the player will never tell you this. The player will never, this kid is a, he is a tough kid. Tucker Allen. He took it. The guy and the coach in front of the team said he couldn't play lick, uh, couldn't play dead in a Western. Uh, every opportunity that uh, he got to, to get into the lineup, he got in the lineup twice in two years. And uh, this is a kid that's on full scholarship, by the way. And the coach was just trying to force him out. And finally, the kid saw the light and went into what the NCAA calls the portal, the uh, the a transfer portal, where, portal. Yeah, where you're eligible for all the coaches. And I, I talked to a number of coaches uh, that I respect, and they said, you know what? We check that portal every day to see who's in there. We don't never know who's going to be in there. Um, it used to be you'd kind of make some phone calls and call around, hey, do you have room? I'm thinking of leaving. Um, it would be covert operation, but now it's out in the open. Hey, these guys. And, and Tucker Allen, when he went into the portal, he got a lot of interest. He's now going to be playing this year with the University of North Texas, which is probably a smart play. He's going to get in the lineup. They play in a lot of good tournaments. And uh, he's close to his family, and he's close to his teacher. So his goal is to be on the PGA Tour. And over the next three and a half years, Tim, Tucker Allen is going to do everything he can do to improve his game so he can go to the next level. And that's his focus. And uh, I think uh, the journey that we're all on, we don't know where it's heading. We make decisions, uh, we commit to paths, but there's nothing that says you can't reverse that path. You can't change that path. And that's what Tucker Allen did, and uh, I'm proud of him. Uh, he qualified here in Dallas for the United States Amateur, shot 502 rounds, had a four-way playoff for two spots, and uh, he ended up getting one of the spots. And we went to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is where the tournament was in the suburbs, Verona, Pennsylvania, and Oakmont, Pennsylvania, two golf courses. And uh, Tim, they were two. Oakmont has nice rolling terrain, uh, nice topography. But compared to this course, Longview Country Club, that uh, is in Verona, which is a, a little town not too far from Oakmont, it is the Billy Goat golf course. I mean, it is the hilliest golf course I've ever seen in my life. And not only was it the hilliest I'd ever seen, it was the hilliest I'd ever walked with a 40 pound golf bag on my, on my shoulders. Uh, it was rough. It was rough. It was, uh, very much a, it was a course that was built at the turn of the century. Uh, they didn't move a lot of dirt. It's up on the top of a hill. So you go, down the hill, Tim, and then you go up the hill, Tim, and then you go down the hill, and then you go side of the hill, and then you go other side of the hill. I mean, it is all over the place. And uh, some guys shot some great scores there. I mean, guys shot 64, Mark Getz, the first round at uh, Longview. Uh, you got to give this guy some props, Mark Getz. You probably never heard of him, Tim. I've never heard of him. He shot 802 rounds on a golf course, two golf courses. That were very difficult. Um, the greens on both of them, very fast, very sloped, uh, positioning. When the courses get very, very difficult, this is why back in the day, Tim, 
and I'm, I'm skipping around here a little bit, but just, just for a little education for our listeners. Back in the day, the U.S. Open was always uh, called a test of golf. They tested not only the mental toughness of a golfer, but they also tested the ability to make decisions, the ability to tough it out in adversity, and the ability to hit different shots. When the conditions get tough, you need to be able to control the trajectory to spin the curve on your golf ball. You've got to be able to do that. If you can't do that, you get exposed for the, I shouldn't say the, the part, the partial player that you are. It's not, you're not prepared. You're not prepared to play these courses when they put them in a position where you've got to control all of those things. You've got to control the trajectory, the curve, the flight. You've got to control your mind. You've got to have a great game plan. And uh, Doug Alexander, one of our teachers here, says, well, you just got to keep it below the hole, Steve. You got to keep it below the hole. Well, that's a little bit easier said than done because most of the time when you're below the hole, it rolls all the way off the green uh, and you're on the fringe. So shooting eight under, Mark Getz, on these two golf courses that were set up very difficult is, is a big, great accomplishment. And uh, he beat the 64th qualifier by 11 shots, hmm. actually by 13 shots, 13 shots. Wow. So 11 shots, 11 shots, excuse me. Um, so, I mean, they took the top 64. For, for those of you that don't know the U.S. Amateur, it's a 36-hole stroke play on two different courses through over 300 participants. Uh, and we'll get into a little bit of the USGA uh, uh, involvement in this. Uh, in terms of the the officials and all that. Let me ask you a question. I, I want to make sure I give you an opportunity to speak on this podcast, so I don't want to jump in too much here. Okay. Um, what would you grade your caddying job over the week? Um, Out of 10 or a letter? A letter grade. What would, you give your, what would you give yourself as a grade? As a grade, probably a C. A C? Wow. Why so harsh? Well, I mean, I think our preparation was good. Um, as a caddy and a coach, I should have uh, demanded more practice before we got there to the tournament. Now, I mean, we don't live, he doesn't live in a vacuum. We talk about that a lot. <laughs> uh, he's looking for, he's looking for a place to play in college. He's trying to uh, play in tournaments, uh, to get competitive again, uh, during the summer. So there's not a lot of time. The summer goes very quickly. He's off to school next week, and uh, we're coming up with a game plan to, to continue his progress. So uh, the preparation uh, pre-tournament was, was marginal, although he was playing well in, in tournaments. He came in second place in his last tournament. Um, the, once we got there, I thought we had a good plan. We, we looked at the course. We knew it was going to be difficult. Uh, I was actually very surprised that Oakmont, Comparing the U.S. Amateur in 2021 to the U.S. Open in 2016, it was two totally different courses. Looked much more playable this year than it did in 16. They cut down a lot of the wispy type grasses uh, that they had for the pros, and you could actually play out of the rough. Uh, there were there was selected areas that the rough was really gnarly, you know, two to three feet high, but for the most part, you had uh, three inch rough that was very playable. And you'll see that on television. If you're watching this weekend, you'll see the guys playing out of the, out of the rough. Um, they can't spin it as much, but nonetheless, you can still play an advance your ball. Um, 
once we got into the competition, Tim, this is where I'm, I come up with a C grade. Uh, you know, I, I underestimated how much nerves he would have teeing off uh, in starting his round. He, he battled through the first few holes. He bogeyed the first two holes, knocked it in the hazard on the, on the first hole, uh, got out, hit it out of the hazard. And, tough uh, start. Bogey. Yeah, tough start. Then he knocked it. The, the next hole is 150-yard par three. I'm not going to take you through all these holes. I'm just going to give you a little preview. Okay. Uh, knocked it on the green on the safe side, uh, proceeded to three putt. So we're two over after two. Um, goes to the next hole and knocks it down the middle of the fairway, hits a wedge up there, makes birdie. Uh, so, which is great on the ne- very next hole. These par threes at this long view golf course were very difficult. Um, they were not Island greens, but they could have been an Island because y- the greens are elevated. You're hitting anywhere between 200 and, you know, 20 yards to 250 yard shots into these par threes. By the way, Oakmont has one that's 288 yards. Par three. That's a, it's like a short par four. But uh, anyway, so he makes nice par on the next hole. He's still one over through four holes. Gets up to the next hole and knocks it. Beautiful drive. Knocks it up there 45 yards from the hole. To a little pin placement that is, everything is feeding toward the pin. So all we needed to do is hit a shot between 40 and 60 yards. And it was going to end up next to the hole. It was going to feed to the hole. So to get up there, the other guys in his group hit irons off the tee. A Tucker hit driver. Uh, which was a huge advantage. Uh, we get up there and he's slightly in a little bit of a divot and he freaks out on it. I mean, just, ah, oh, I got him. I said, well, I said, Tucker, it's just no big deal. I said, you can, all we got to do is hit between 40 and 60 yards. We get it up over this bunker and uh, we're, we're good. We got a birdie opportunity. And I'm thinking, okay, we're, we're battling back. We're, we got a lot of holes left. We got 36 holes qualifying and we've got 32 holes left. And you don't need to be first. You just need to make the top 64, right? Exactly. Exactly. So he didn't tell me till after the shot, but he said, all I could think of is I was going was to chunk the shot. And sure enough, he did. And that's the importance of you've got to have, if you're not ready to hit the shot or you don't know what shot to hit, do not hit it. Talk about it. Come up with the easiest shot you, you have. I mean, all we're trying to do is get it on the green, trying to get it up over the bunker. So he proceeds to hit. Uh, a chunk of shot hits it into the bunker, a, a divot that's about two and a half inches thick. And so we're moving to the next shot. No big deal. Let's get out of the bunker. Last out of the moon, make bogey there after just a, a tremendous drive. I'm thinking we've got a birdie opportunity, no worse than a par. And he's battling through it. And by the, the, the 14th hole, I said, well, we still have a lot of holes left. We have 22 holes left to get in the top 64. I said, your body language is not good. You, you, you look like you've already given up. So he gets up there on the next tee, hits a nice drive. We get a good yardage to this next pin. He holds it out for Eagle. Wow. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we've got two holes left. Um, so it was 16. It was the, our 16th hole is what it was. Um, two holes left. We got a drivable par four and we got an easy par five left. And he three putts the easy par four, makes bogey. He birdies a par five. We end up three over the first day. We're still good, but we're going to the tough course the next day. And uh, when he, it was obvious that he was, he wasn't as sharp the second day. Uh, we kept into it. I mean, just he didn't have really. 
The partial shots, the controlling, the spin and the trajectory, he did not have that. And so he learned a lot. There's a couple shots that uh, I taught him how to hit. And uh, it's just, it, it's a function of practice. You've got to have confidence that you can hit the shots, uh, especially when the conditions are severe. And uh, that's why I gave myself a C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that situation when he got in the divot, this is the way you should have reacted as he was reacting negatively to the to the ball that was in the divot. You should have said, F that attitude. You're going to take this ball. You're going to put it on the green. You're going to put it at 40 to 60 yards within the pin, and it's going to roll right next to the pin, and you're going to have an easy putt for birdie. So get your ass past this attitude, and you'll be good. Well, I mean, that's what we did have a conversation after it. I said, Tucker, if you didn't feel comfortable with the shot, we needed to talk about the shot. Don't tell me afterwards. There's nothing we can do. You couldn't feel that he was uncomfortable? No, not really. I mean, you've only got a very limited time. You got officials out there that are pushing you. Hey, you got to keep up with the group ahead of you, blah, blah, blah. You got all these volunteers, these officials, and we got to talk about that when we get from the break because um, Jason Gore was out there. He is the uh, director of player relations. He was out there. Liaison. Yeah, and, and he's, a, he's a great guy. Hank loves him. I uh, talked to him just a little bit. And uh, when we get back, he's, he had some insights for me about the officials, too. So, Okay. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. I'm going to I'm going to give you a little bit of input about, or a little uh, insight on what it's like to deal with these, these guys, they're waiting to make a ruling is what their goal is. Now these are volunteers. These are guys that are club players somewhere. They're, uh, they're, they're really into amateur golf. They want to be the face of the tournament. They're the mall cop of the golf course. They want some recognition, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I also have to ask you a question next, and it's one of the big questions. Um, I'm going to ask you, if you saw the great uh, dictator, Mike Davis. So that's the big question coming up next. If you saw the dictator, Mike Davis, if you said hi to the dictator, Mike Davis. That was one of my goals going in while we talked about that. I was... uh, yeah. I wanted to get my photo taken with the great Mike Davis. It was. But, uh, we'll talk. Mike I'll Wan. You know Did you happened. see Mike Wan? We'll have to get into that next. All right, everyone. Okay. One way for you to improve your game is to go to HaneyUniversity.com. Hank has a big announcement coming soon, and it's that he's coming back from teaching. And that announcement will be available on HaneyUniversity.com. There's great training aids on HaneyUniversity.com. Plus, you can sign up for the daily instructional newsletter. That comes straight to your email inbox. Plenty of, plenty of tips, plenty of instruction. Go to HaneyUniversity.com to improve your game. The Great Predictor and I will be right back to talk about the Great Predictor's trip to the U.S. Amateur. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger 
feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my bro. <laughs> Okay, Timmy, we're back. Hank Caney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen in. There's a lot of, of gems here that we talk about. It's going to help you with your golf game. Remember, we're always trying to fix your big miss. Whether you're a, a beginner golfer and you can't get the ball in the air or you're a low handicap that's trying to take it to the next level, everyone has a miss. And it's amazing that, Tim, most people, when you ask, Put your big misses. Oh, I, said, I really don't have a big miss. You know, I just need to be more consistent. So it, just trying to get someone to pay attention to what their big miss is, is, is a big deal, but a much bigger deal than you would think. Um, but while you're out there, you're hitting shots, say, God dang it, that is the one I, that, that is the one I hate right there. That weak right shot, can't stand it. And then send a video into Hank Haney, uh, golf schools at hankhaney.com. But let's get back to Oakmont here, Timmy, because there's not a great, there's not a better fit. And we'll talk about the officials too, but there's not a better fit for a competition than Oakmont Country Club and the United States Golf Association. Really? I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. The reason being is that they've got this badge of honor, that this, this artificial badge of honor that both carry, that this test has to be so difficult that 
I, to be honest, I don't even want to play. I would never want to play Oakmont Country Club. I, I wouldn't get any pleasure out of playing there. Really? I, I, I just for fun? It. No, no. It's, it's, it, it's, it's not the type of course. In fact, some of the caddies that caddy consistently at Oakmont were caddying for players in the U.S. Amateur. And one of the caddies said, you know what? They slowed these greens down for this competition. They're usually a lot faster. And I'm thinking, how can they be any faster? You've got these, the, the maintenance crews out there testing them all the time just to make sure that the ball will stay on the green. It got really windy the second day, and they were worried, not stressing the greens and, and, uh, and killing the greens and killing the grass, but just that the greens were so fast that they were worried that the ball wasn't going to stay on the green. It was going to be unplayable. So they were out syringing greens and all that. And, and you'll see, uh, if you watch this weekend, they've had delays uh, you know, throughout the length of the tournament from the second day on because, uh, because of thunderstorms in the area. I mean, they've had a lot of lightning delays. It took us three and a half hours to play the last hole on Wednesday. Three and a half hours to play one hole. Can you believe Jeez, that? Jeez, that is unreal. Oh, shit. So... The reason that the Oakmont, Oakmont Country Club and USGA are such a perfect fit is because this badge of honor of this difficulty deal, that they think that that's, that's, that's the way it should be. It should be so hard that it's not even any fun. Um, and that's really the way it was. I mean, the, the golf course this year compared to 2016, I think it was a lot more playable. Uh, and I liked it. Comparing the two courses, Longview Country Club and Oakmont, Oakmont looked like a, a flat desert course compared to the hilliness of Longview. So you got two different looks. Um, this whole deal about this match play deal, I mean, you got a guy, Mark Getz, who shot eight under, phenomenal score for 36 holes. He gets beat in the first round by the 64th seed. Can you believe that? He's out. That is he goes so home. cool. I love the upset. I mean, you've got some upsets. They're trying to finish the round of 32 we're coming to you friday morning so they're playing they got a lot of golf to play still they've got to finish this round of 32 then they were scheduled to play two rounds on friday so they gotta they're gonna be playing all day long and luckily in the match play the most matches don't go in the full 18 holes now there's some that go more than 18 holes because they have playoffs but the this is going to be a long day for those guys out there. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's going to be a battle, and it's an, not that difficult a course to walk, but getting pulled on and off. They've got thunderstorms again today, but uh, let's talk about the officials a little bit because this is one of the things that the USGA gets not so much in the Open Championships, but you've got these officials that come from all parts of the, the region to help volunteer to help officiate this competition biggest amateur competition in the world and you got these guys driving around in carts and i looked when we were playing oakmont which the play was moving along it took us three hours to play the the front nine three hours i asked one of the officials i said why is it taking so long i said well we're we're going from shot to shot we're not lollygagging around and he says it just is what it is um, so we get up on the 18th hole and they give us, <laughs> tell us to narrow the gap between us and the first and the group ahead of us. And I said, hey, man, this is our last hole. 
This is our last. Well, what difference does it make? This is our last hole. Oh, we got to, you know, that's what we're told to tell everybody. How long did it take to play 18? Well, we got, we came up to 18 with, with no delays and the officials said, Hey, we're going to suspend play here in a second. And uh, you guys can come back. And we, so we pleaded with the guy, can we please just finish? He said, no, there's two groups ahead of you. Group on the green, a group in the fairway. These guys it took six stop. hours to play 18 holes. More than that, because we had a three-hour delay. Oh. It probably, it took us, we teed off at 8.20, and we finished at uh, 5.30. Jeez, that is so mentally exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I had to go to the car and take a little nap. But, I mean, just think of your player. I mean, you warm up, and then you cool down, and you warm up and cool down. Um, the only other thing about the uh, the... Uh, the competition is I, I tweeted a picture at great predictor one. You got to check it out. It was the USGA typical USGA competition. Then now this wasn't at Oakmont. Oakmont would not let that happen, but Longview country club, obviously they let the grounds crew leave. When we started the competition, you've got all day morning tea times, afternoon tea times. You have 156 players playing a golf course. that's hot that people are drinking waters, they're drinking body armors, uh, they're trying to stay hydrated, and they got a trash, they, they never took the trash cans, they never emptied the trash cans. You got all these officials over there, all these volunteers, and no one took the initiative to, to just throw the trash away. It's crazy. So um, it was beneath them, I guess. But it's going to be great, it's going to be great to watch this weekend, the U.S. Amateur, because you're going to see, you're not going to see a lot of made putts. You're not going to see a lot of birdies, but you're going to see guys choking their guts out. And uh, you still have a lot of low seeds that are part of this competition. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's fun to watch a golf tournament and say, hey, I was just there and I know what this shot looks like. And it doesn't look even close to as difficult on television as it does in person. Yeah, everything is different in person than on television. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Even putts, even putting. I mean, you look at a putt on television and it looks like an easy putt, but in person, you know, I'm sure it's more difficult than what it looks like. Well, I'm going to tweet out at Great Predictor One after this podcast. I'm going to tweet uh, a little video of a little chip shot that Tucker hit to the 12th hole to par five. And you'll see how fast. This is during the practice round, by the way. This is not even during the competition. This is a practice round before it got so severe. And it's very difficult to keep the ball on the green. And you'll see it when, when you go check it out. I want your comments on it, Tim. Okay. Well, let's take a break and let's get into some instruction next. Since you are the great instructor, the predictor, pronunciator, I'm the great fact checker. So we're going to dive into that next. But first, go to VoodooPainRelief.com right now for a free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. This product is patented, and there are so many testimonials that are positive. It's what? It's what? Patented. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said it right. I think I said it okay. right. Um, anyway, this product is patented, and there are so many positive testimonials that Hank receives. Um, he even reads them throughout the week, and I'm sure you've heard them. So go to VoodooPainRelief.com to take care of your aches and pains today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, a little testimonial. I, I used the voodoo. I was, it was a preventive. It was, uh, it, I used it in advance because I knew I was going to be sore, and I used it. The only thing the voodoo pain relief didn't do, it, prevent, it does not prevent blisters on the bottom of your feet. <laughs> Did you try? You know what? It was too late. Too late. Longview got me. Mm. But I, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in the voodoo. I was skeptical about it at first. Do you not have comfortable shoes? I had great shoes, but when you're walking uphill, downhill, the downhill, the feet are right at the end of the the shoes. Uphill, you're grabbing in with your toes. Um, It just, I mean, we walked a lot. I mean, I I wish I would have had a step meter because we walked a lot of steps. Believe me. 
You don't need so, golf shoes, do you? You can just have regular tennis shoes, right? No, I had I had some nice shoes. I had some nice uh, supportive tennis shoes. Sounds like you have too big of shoes if your feet is moving around everywhere. Tim. Yeah. I had good I had the right shoes, Tim. Okay. I are had you the 11, right shoes. Not 11 and a half? How big are your no, feet? No. That's a personal question, Tim. <laughs> okay. Are you vaccinated? <laughs> That's a personal question, Tim. <laughs> personal question. Okay. VoodooPainRelief.com. So we've, we've got other competitions going, but let's talk a little bit about the instruction part of it. Um, around the greens, when you're around the green, and uh, you don't have a lot of choices, didn't have a lot of choices at the U.S. Amateur, but you'll see on television, because we have the Wyndham Classic, we have the U.S. Amateur, we have European Tour. What guys do is when they get around the greens is they look at three shots. The first shot always, the first option always is, hey, can I putt this? Because I'm, I'm trying to get the ball close to the hole. I'm trying to get an up and down, up and, uh, and into the hole within two shots. If I can putt that thing, I can control the distance much better when the ball's rolling on the ground than when it's flying up in the air. So I always look at, can I putt it first? If I can't putt, then I will take a lofted club and use a chipping technique. Chipping technique is very similar to putting, where you put the ball back in your stance, you put your head forward, your eyes forward. Um, I assume the same positioning away from the ball than I would as I would when I'm putting. I stand close to the ball. I use a putting stroke with a lofted club. I catch the ball on the way down. The, the, the big thing with the chip shot is you got to get ball first, then ground. That's why you put the ball back in your eyes forward, standing close to it. Putting stroke, the ball pops up there and releases to the hole. That's a chip shot. That's always my second choice. So I got the putting first, chipping second. When you got to go over a bunker, you got to get up to an elevated green. You've got to get out of a depression. It's tough to hit those chip shots, but if you can, do it because it's a lot easier search shot than the pitch shot. Pitch shot is very similar to full swing. You got to create an angle. You're hitting a lot of your swing and speed are going to get the ball up in the air. When I You'll see this, this pitch shot that I tweeted from hole number 12 at Oakmont during the practice round. You've got to get the ball up in the air, so it requires hands, arms, and body, and it's a more difficult shot, but it's, sometimes that's your only choice. So hmm. never pitch the ball, Tim, when you could putt it. Never pitch the ball when you could chip it. Never chip when you can putt. That will eliminate three putts. It'll eliminate your two chips. Uh, it may not eliminate pe- penalty shots unless you're in a hazard doing it. So uh, that's my that's my tip for the day. My uh, chipping and green, pitching is so bad around the green that sometimes I'll put it straight through the rough. Okay, well, that's okay. Whatever you have your confidence in. If you don't have confidence in it, you need to talk about it, you need to avoid it, you need to practice it, Tim. Practice. Here's my question for you. Since you are the great instructor and you were the great caddy this week at the U.S. Amateur, is there a little give and take happening? Are you giving instruction to Tucker Allen as you're out there caddying with him? Or are you not because you don't want to mess with his mind? If he hits a bad shot, are you looking at his swing and then explaining to him what he did wrong in that swing? Or are you just letting him play? Well, as a caddy, I've got a specific role as a caddy. I'm trying to give him factual information to get him committed to a shot that he thinks he can hit. Uh, yardages, uphill, downhill, where, uh, where he can miss, what to avoid, 
things like that. Now, when I told him his body language was bad, that was the coach Steve. That wasn't the caddy Steve. That was the coach Steve. I was trying to get him not to not to cash it in and give up. You know, I don't know if he was going to. I don't know if he was going to because we had a lot of holes left. We had 20 holes left to get in the top 64. And I just said, man, your body language does not look good. Um, but everything that I'm doing out there is coaching and caddying is trying to get the most out of his his game like like he is. And I'm, I'm a support there. I'm not there to to tear him a new one and rip him, uh, you know, so oh, that was a terrible shot. Hey, it's just, hey, we got to move on to the next one. The the next most important thing that you're going to do is the, the next shot. It's not what happened on the last shot. You can't change that. You just got to deal with it. I mean, we had some terrible lies um, in divots and things like that, and we just got to deal with it. We got to move on and learn from it. And so I'm, I'm more of an encourager out there trying to keep him engaged in the competition. Um, and that's part of what makes a champion. What other instructional tips did you gather from watching the U.S. Amateur? Were there a lot of amateur golf mistakes happening at Oakmont and at the other Sunshine Place? Is that what it was called? Longview. Longview. Yeah. Uh, you know, putting is, is always important. Uh, lag putting, getting the distance and slope and all that. Now, the, the, uh, the USGA changed the, and the PGA Tour changed what you could do with the, the topographic maps of the greens. But, I mean, they are very, very detailed, Tim. Super detailed. And so you can tell which way it's going to break for sure. But matching together the break and the speed that you're going to hit the ball is, is an art and it needs to be practiced. I mean, when you're going to a competition that include very fast greens, you have got to, to prepare well in advance because there's a definite art to matching together the speed and the break. Hmm. That, that's, that, that, was, that was one of the areas we had like four three putts. You know, that's not good. That's not good. What was Tucker Allen's big miss? What's his big miss that he deals with? Um, it used to be a uh, pull hook, but he doesn't have really have that anymore. Uh, his big, his big miss is he's got to be able to fill the gaps between his stock, uh, shots, like the, the gap between his eight iron and seven iron is about 15 to 20 yards. He's got to be able to, to, partial to fill shots. in that gap. Yeah. With partial shots, curves trajectory things like that uh his bunker game was good his driving was phenomenal uh his approach shots to the green need need, need to be better need, mm. they need to be better and, did you, you see know, the great mike don't go ahead oh go ahead go ahead i was just gonna ask if you saw the great mike davis i did not see the great mike davis i did see the great john bodenheimer though i didn't get to introduce myself i just got there to the golf course uh one of the guys was Promote was was touring him around, and uh, yeah, he was there, um, but I didn't get I didn't get I didn't get a photo op with him. Hmm. Did he get a picture of you and your caddy bib? I did. I did, and I will tweet that out too. Okay, I'll tweet that. Yeah, I want to see you in your caddy bib. The great predictor returning to the returning. Did you keep up? And I showed, showed up? up. I showed up, kept up, and shut up. That's you what did? I did. Yeah. Okay. With a blister on my right, uh, the ball of my foot. 
I don't understand this whole shut up idea and this keep up, show up and shut up deal. Because as a caddy, you're not supposed to be a guy that shuts up. You're supposed to be in constant communication with your player over the kind of shot that they're supposed to hit, over what to avoid. Explain to me this shut up mentality. Well, I mean, that, that's basically, that, that's a, a typical mantra for someone that's just toting your bag. You're like a high school kid that doesn't know anything about golf, that he's, he's a, in the caddy program, and he's just toting your bag. He's a, he's a, a, a human uh, a push cart is what he is. And that, that would apply to, to that person. Keep up, show up, shut up. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we got some other competitions here, Tim. I know, I know the, the U.S. Amateur is a big one, but this is the last event on the PGA Tour this week. And um, guys are, are, are choking a little bit. Uh, they're trying to improve their spots on the FedEx point standings. And we all know that the top 30 from the FedEx Cup get in all the majors, get in any tournament they want, the WGCs and all that. The next milestone is the top 125 on the PGA Tour. So if you're top 125, you can plan your schedule. You can get in almost every uh, event. Some of the invitationals you may not get in, but the top 125 is, um, they talk about your tour card. You are a fully exempt player on the PGA Tour. If you aren't in the top 25, 125, um, and you haven't won a major, and you haven't played on the Ryder Cup team, and you haven't blah, 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 blah. You're just a journeyman player. Your number is either 126. The next milestone is 200. If you're, and you can look on the, uh, the FedEx Cup standings and see who's, you know, who's up there at the two, excuse me, the 200 rankings. Because if you're over 200, you don't even get in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. That's your last opportunity to be exempt an exempt player on the PGA Tour. They take number 126 to 200 from the PGA Tour. They play in three events along with 75 of the players from the Corn Ferry Tour. And they take the top 25 money winners from those three events, and they get their PGA Tour card too. So there's guys this week in the Wyndham Championship that are trying to improve their position because they're outside of uh, their desired position. Let me give you one for example. This guy came into the week at 188th on the, the FedEx Cup standings. 188th. And remember, it's the top 200 to get in the, in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. So he's got to be in the top. He's got 12 spots. And he ended up shooting 64 yesterday. He shot 600 yesterday. His, pro- his projected finish on the FedEx standings is 161st still outside the 125 but that would be my man Song Hoon Kang <laughs> he's gonna have to win to make the top 20 125 yeah if he wins he's, he's fully exempt for two years um, but he's had issues he had mental problem is what he told me a long time ago um, when you get in that hole, when you get in that valley, it's tough to battle your way out because you're waiting for the next shoe to drop. Uh, now, he's, he had a, a good round. He, he made a bun- bunch of birdies. He had, uh, he had two bogeys, eight birdies, two bogeys yesterday. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to be interested to see how he does because his last hole yesterday was a par four and he bogeyed that hole. And I know that that 
bogey on the last hole. You want to finish it off strong. He birdied 17. He bogey 18, and I know that affected him the rest of the night. That he was so upset at himself that he bogeyed 18. And uh, we'll see how Sung Kang does on Friday afternoon. And you're going to drop this podcast on Friday afternoon, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, do, you, do you have so, any predictions? Uh, you know, we've got a lot of Russell Henley is the guy that beat Sung Kang in Houston. Uh, Russell Henley shot eight under the first round, 62. This is an unbelievable course. If you look at the leaderboard here, Tim, looks like a Corn Ferry Tour event. To yeah, me. it does. I mean, you got Tommy Fleetwood. Webby, Web, Webby Simpson's there, too. Yeah, but he lives there. That's why he's there. Yeah. So he is, uh, maybe he's trying to improve his position, too, because he's uh, 48th on the FedEx Cup standings right now. Getting in that top 30 would be big for him. Um, Tommy Fleetwood is outside the 125. He's 136th on the point standing right now. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of guys that are trying to, to work their way up. Matt Kuchar's 124th coming into this to this tournament. Um, KJ Choi. Let me see it's someone that you would like here. <laughs> uh, Justin Rose is 138th on the FedEx Cup coming into this week. Do you know what you call this, Steve? Do you know what you call this? Are, are, are you ready for it? The changing what? of the guard on the PGA Tour. Oh, yes. The tank Your favorite phrase. Every five years. <laughs> well, every five years, about 50% of the tour turns over. So um, this will be an interesting tournament. A lot of birdies made on this on this golf course. Francesco Molinari is 140 on the FedEx Cup list coming into this week. So you got a lot of guys that are that they're feeling the pressure. They're trying to improve their spot. And uh, that'll that'll be interesting golf watching. It's better. It's better than background TV. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this the Wyndham. Yes. How is it Guys better than background TV? Out. Well, because you 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 want to see it's a corn fairy tour event, Steve. But you said it yourself. Your, this is to get your PGA Tour card. There's there's people out. There's players in the group here that are some of them are favorites. You know, we've got we've got guys like, I mean, a Ryder Cupper, a guy that's going to be on the Ryder Cup team, Justin Rose, uh, is battling. He's going to have status on the tour because of his major championship. But, I mean, you've got a lot of guys out here that are just are, are wanting to get it done. Camilo Villegas. Do you have any prediction coming in. for who's going to win the tournament? Who will win? Yeah. Uh, it's very early. There's a lot of birdies to be made out here. I, I don't know what the, the what won last year, but uh, wow, we've got uh, Scott Piercy is in the in the game here too. He she had a good round, good player. Doesn't really like golf that much. He shot six under yesterday. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like golf. <laughs> you can tell by watching him play. He he he, he doesn't like it. Okay. He likes the money. He likes what it gets him. And yeah, there's a lot of different motivations that guys. The guys have. Well, he's been out there a long time. Uh, I have no prediction. Uh, I like Adam Hadwin is who I like. He's uh, shot seven under yesterday. He's a tough competitor. You could say that about anybody. He's a tough competitor. You know, I like this guy. No, I mean he's he he, he, he there's no give up in him. Those are just support, now, superlatives Kang, you can Sun say Kang, about anybody. There's some give up in Sun King. No, oh, well, you know. So we'll see. <laughs> We'll see how we'll see how they do. Okay. Um, 
but I'm I'm interested. Uh, you know, I'm interested in seeing. You talked about Bryson DeChambeau too. What's he doing now? Is he is he vaccinated yet? Well, he's a little butt hurt because he said a stupid quote about not getting vaccinated because he wants to keep the vaccine for everybody else that needs to get vaccinated when there's this huge supply of vaccine available. So then the writers wrote a story about how idiotic Bryson DeChambeau's quote was, and truthfully so, and then um, and now Bryson DeChambeau won't talk to the writers because he's a little butt hurt. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. He's in control. <laughs> now, it is, this is a free country, right? I mean, are, are people being bullied into getting vaccinated? A lot of people are, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess we are in a free country then. <laughs> well, I, I think that will do it. We've been recording for 45 minutes, Steve. Thank you okay. for bringing the goods today. Maybe next year you'll learn something about my caddy and skills that excel players games and you can take you know i considered i really considered i considered just going nine holes (laughs) but i thought no i can't do it i got to do the whole thing in fact when we were on the last hole our 36th hole and it took us three and a half hours to play tucker's father said you know steve if you want to get going i know you're tired i'll carry the last hole i said no way man i am going all the way all the way (laughs) Well, you would really know how valuable you were if you only did nine holes because you could see what he shot nine holes with you and you could see what he shot nine holes without you. And it really makes yeah. yourself feel better if he shoots better with you. So, Okay. Anyway, we all want right, to Tim. thank you all for listening. Everyone follow the Hank Kenny Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Friends. Tell your tell friends. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Um, HaneyUniversity.com and VoodooPainRelief.com. Videos at GolfSchools at HankKenny.com. Um at on Twitter at Great Predictor One at Tim Parachka. Thanks everybody for listening. Hit bombs, make putts, and leave the flight stick in. Yeah. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks, Steve. That was All right. fun. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, 
Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.